entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Good Friday morning, everybody. I'm Sherry Marcucci, and I'm your host for Your Palace, Your Place. I'm so happy to be here every first and third Friday morning of the month to share with you what's going on at our wonderful Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut, and also to share with you what's going on in the arts community, not only in our local arts community, but regionally, as as well as Connecticut and beyond, and also bring you some information that I think you might find useful or helpful. Things about lifestyle, pop culture, what's trending, wellness topics. So we try to cover uh, a lot of information because we really want you to think of us as the palace being your place, your palace, your place. So, And I found some interesting information. Today is September 21st. And did you know that today is of all things. Did you even know there was a website? I didn't until I did a little research here. That there's a website for all these national days and uh, also national months. So you could, you know, look up any date and find out that it's special to somebody somewhere (laughs) or somebody designated it as special. So today is special because it's National Chai Day. Chai, that lovely beverage with warm, spicy spices, spicy spices, (laughs) aromatic spices. Um, It's also National Tradesman Day. So if you've got a plumber, electrician uh, uh, or whatnot uh, doing work in your home today, give them an extra little love today (laughs) or appreciation. Um, It's also, and this is more on the serious side, National POW Mm. uh, MII. MIA day and so take a moment to think about those who still may be in captivity somewhere um, as a result of a war conflict um, and you know say a special prayer for them it's also New York day mm-hmm. and my favorite on this list is pecan cookie day yum you know those in fact i have to go to an event tonight uh at phoenix stage they're announcing their season and they're having a party tonight and they're they're calling it a ball party so the the theme is it's a ball um and to bring something that is uh ball shaped i guess to eat, whether it's an appetizer or a dessert. And I've been like scratching my head. I can't come up with a thing. Usually I'm like right all over this kind of thing. But today I just, so I just read that and I said, okay, I'm going to make those little snowball pecan cookies. You know, the ones that they're yummy, they melt in your mouth, they're all buttery. I think that's what I'm going to make to bring tonight. And speaking of tonight, I'm going to like split myself in half this evening because before I go to that party, I'm going to um, the Brass Button event awesome. at the Mattatech Museum honoring uh, Frank and Sandy Montero. So I will be there for a bit and uh, congratulating them and then off to another event. So busy day and busy morning here because I have lots of guests for you this morning. People that have something I think you'll be interested in and I want to just segue right into that. Well, in a moment, but I do want to tell you too one other thing. I want to talk about the things coming up at the Palace Theater, of course, and that's important uh, because it's the Palace Theater that is 
presenting this program this morning. Um, what we have coming up, we have a tour actually tomorrow morning. If you have not been on the Palace Theater Historical Tour, do yourself a favor. If you love history, you're interested in architecture, and of course Waterbury is just a plethora of all kinds of fantastic architecture, the Palace Theater being one of uh, the many grand examples of architecture, having been um, opened in 1922 originally, and it's been beautifully restored. And so we take you on a tour with some wonderful uh, tour guides. We call them our ambassadors, and they will be conducting a tour tomorrow morning at uh, 11 o'clock. The tour uh, runs for about 90 minutes, and you can get tickets. It's very affordably priced at $5, uh, best bargain in town, I think. And um, you'll really be entertained and get to know some of the mystery and intricacies of what happens behind the curtain. So um, you can also go to our website, palacetercct.org. If tomorrow morning doesn't work for you, we've got them all laid out for the rest of the season. And you can uh, sign up for a tour or come in and just, uh, you know, the day of if, if need be. We also have a a wonderfully uh, just busy and exciting October and November coming up. And if you have not heard, and I don't know how that could possibly be, but I'm going to reiterate what's going on. Diana Crawl, October 3rd at the Palace Theater. That is, I mean, if you love that kind of intimate, crooning jazz kind of that takes you back to that 1940s and 50s feel. Um, Diana Krall is just, she is one artist you don't want to miss. Um, she is such a talented uh, person. I mean, she, her performance, her music, it just embodies that, oh, just let me get mm, wrapped in that sound. I, I'm just, I love her. And so that that's October 3rd, and there are tickets available. Then two days later, we kind of do a real 360-degree uh, turn, and we have Alice Cooper for the Paranormal Tour. And if any of you remember Alice Cooper back in the day, and he's still touring and doing his thing, uh, it'll be a wild show. I know it will be a fabulous show. And uh, he just had that tour turn in uh, last this past Easter as... Um, uh, uh, what was he in Jesus Christ Superstar? I can't remember the role he played, but it was a big one. And, and <laughs> anyway, so he is—he's going to be at the palace on October fifth. And then, um, what else do we have? Oh, well, okay. So now it's time to get your groove on on October. Uh, I'm sorry, October thirteenth. No, I'm not. October eleventh. I was right with Tower of Power, and again. If you like to um, just dance in your seat or dance in the aisle, whatever it is, Tower of Power, iconic. You know, they've been to the palace before, and people just ask us, bring them back, bring them back. So they are coming back October 11th. Um, we also have a trivia night on October 18th. We have, of course, our first Broadway series show, The Illusionist, October 13th and 14th, um, part of the Webster Broadway series, Delbert McClinton, October 20th, and also somebody I'm going to have on our next, one of our next shows, uh, Martin Herman, an author, who's our second feature for our second 
Act uh, series that kicked off this past Monday night. And I got to say, Tom Forrest and company, you were awesome. Tom Forrest was engaging, funny, told his story about becoming, going from the uh, corporate world to becoming a... uh, um, a musician, a rock musician, a blues musician, and his band was awesome. And Big Thirsty and Dave Stoltz, big shout out to you as well. So we we are busy, busy, busy. And so now I want to talk about another person who's busy, 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 and welcome Robert Tenante, Executive Director of the Waterbury Symphony. Great. Thank you for having me here this morning, Sherry. Always a pleasure. I'd love to have you. Oh. Um, and you are a ball of energy. I've never <laughs> met anybody so abuzz. Like, you have brought a new breath to the Waterbury Symphony. Uh, just You've infused so much energy and life. And oh. and I know that your ideas, and we're going to talk about those, but, you know, I just think you were what the oh. doctor ordered. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, the symphony is a wonderful organization. It's been, it's been. We just last season we celebrated our 80th season, so there's a real legacy. 80 uh, years, wow! So you have had people who came before you who who obviously brought this organization to um, where it is today. But you're bringing some new and modern kind of thinking to it, I think, or more contemporary, I should say. Um, So let's talk about because you're kicking off your season tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yes. Tomorrow night. That's exciting. It's very exciting. Very definitely very busy. We are kicking off our 81st season tomorrow night uh, with Northern Lights. It's a sort of Nordic-themed program. Sibelius, Grieg, Alfen, so kind of covering um, uh, Sweden, Norway, and uh, Finland, sort of in the Scandinavian uh, region. And we're kicking off with a very exciting soloist, pianist Orion Weiss. Uh Orion is really one of the leading young pianists of this of this generation of this era and i heard him earlier this summer up in norfolk at the yale uh, norfolk oh, chamber sure. music festival so he already has a, a presence here in connecticut wow so and and um how i'm interested to know how do you decide on your season like what are the what are the things that you know come into the the planning and the thinking of who you're going to present. Sure. Well, you know, we're we're very lucky here in, in at the Waterbury Symphony. We have Maestro Leif Bialen, someone that you know who's yes. uh, been with the symphony for about uh, two dozen years now, so really has a great um, relationship, long-standing with this symphony. And Leif is just an incredible artistic force. So what, what he brings to the table is really invaluable as the symphony's music director. What I appreciate about Leif, though, you know, I come from a performing arts background initially before I, as they say, crossed over to the dark side of, <laughs> of arts management. And I, I would say that Leif, what I appreciate is that he gives me an artistic voice yes. in terms of planning the season. So we really work collaboratively and we look at, okay, we have these five concerts as part of our subscription series at Naugatuck Valley Community College. What can we do that's new? What can we do that's different while still giving audiences what it is that they, they like to hear? You know, the, the being stewards of that classical canon. Sure. Um, um, and I think we're very much here at the symphony about not just presenting that the standard pro forma classical experience, but trying to be as experiential as possible and looking at, you know, different thematic connections. So with this with this with this whole season, you know, looking at the different composers and the cultural influences that inform their music. Wow. I you know, and I think that's so smart and savvy, especially as you're trying to cultivate um, and, and uh, have an audience that 
continues. Yes. Um, you know, symphonic music has traditionally attracted a demographic that's a little bit on the uh, older, you know, not old, but older. Sure. Um, and as, as, does um, theater okay tries yeah. to create product and experiences that will be of interest to you know people who are younger because you want to have a secession plan if you will uh, to keep your audience um, a, keep your audience vibrant mm-hmm. live um, and and growing exactly I think growing is the key word and exp- you mentioned experiential and I know with theater even today because of the big spectacles that people have experienced um, there's kind of an expectation you know so there's got to there it must be a challenge I know it is uh, for us and in in talking about what to present each season but to balance that because not everything is that big spectacle exactly no and I, I think you know at the end of the day there's no issue with the greatness of composers, you know, yeah, of that, you know, we think of Mozart, Beethoven, yes. uh, in this yes. case, people like Sibelius, but how we present them. I think bringing young, exciting soloists like Orion Weiss, and like I said, looking for these thematic connections, things like this are important. We have other concerts throughout the season, though, where we do take a little more of that experiential approach. The American sound, the first half is uh, very much a multimedia exploration. So I, I think, you know, we, we try to definitely find that balance. And one thing that's been very exciting, which uh, you and I talked about this, I, I think this was the first show that I came on to talk about it last year, is this Music in Great Spaces series. I was just going to bring that up, okay, Robert. Then I'll, yeah. No, uh, no, you go. It sort of parallels the, the series at NVCC, but it really lets us think outside the box and go beyond the concert hall. It's really developing a regional presence. We kicked it off last season with five concerts. We're coming back with five more. Where, four, are, where are you going to be this I'm, year? I'll read them down. There's okay. four, four of the spaces are new. One is a repeat right here in Waterbury. So we're kicking off at the Geraldine Candela Artist Studio up in Torrington, which is actually... Here's a little hint. It's going to be previewed tomorrow in New York Times Magazine. Uh, featured, rather, oh, in New York Times Magazine. Nice. Then we're doing Lights, Camera, Symphony uh, in November at the Riverview Cinemas in, in Southbury. The I, I saw that. I read that. And I said, that, Robert, is so clever. <laughs> no, really, because that's, can't a, take all the credit. that's a new space. Oh, well, whomever. Well, we've already then. been there, actually. For, we did a chamber music concert. I have to say, I never thought in my life that I'd see people reclining with popcorn while they listened <laughs> to great chamber music. But it was it was such a joy to, Isn't to that see that great? and it's breaking that, down that wall. And it's that thinking outside. I hate to say it outside That's the box fine. where you know it's not you know sitting up you know erect and you know the, the little gloved hands anymore. It's yeah. it's a whole different world because as you said, you don't need to um, um, uh, not apologize. That's not the word I'm Modify. looking for. But it, it, this mm. music is great. It is. This is great, and so. How you how you receive it that maybe needs to you know be thought of in a different way. Exactly. But the 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 product the the art is timeless. Sure, and I think and you can speak to this in in your role with the pals. The biggest thing is getting people there. Yes. I find once we get people there, they say they're, they're more oh, likely they're they're likely to come back. They're likely. I had a great experience. time. Yep. This was wonderful. Um, you know all those things, and it's it's that initial step, and yeah. particularly something new. Uh, Maybe I have not been a symphonic uh, person, you know, that followed that kind of art before. You know, and that taking that chance. uh, And it's, you're so always, I think, 
surprised in a good way when you do that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we we both work toward is getting people to come over the threshold, wherever that threshold is, yeah. and and receive what we have to offer our, our different organizations. Sure. No, and I think for everyone the threshold is different, but my hope is with things like the great spaces we can excite and interest people in what we're doing so hopefully they will consider coming then to the series at Naugatuck Valley Community College and seeing the orchestra in its entirety. Little bites, little exactly. bites and I and I think you're so smart to do that. Um, I know we, we try to present some things even our tours is an example of that to get people in the door yep. and in, in an easy way price point is right and, and then go wow and be wowed and so we want people to be wowed by the Waterbury symphony because it is such a wonderful institution so how do we get tickets for tomorrow night all right so tomorrow night september 22nd at 7 30 p.m is opening night note it's 7 30 p.m is the starting time tickets are available online waterburysymphony.org or you can go uh, call us at 203-574-4283 box office opens at 10 a.m our wonderful office staff is happy to speak with you tickets start at 20 dollars. we really try to keep it very accessible for the community and what a wonderful way to introduce children to this music and um, get them interested and excited. Come, come as a family, yes. parents, grandparents. Child tickets are five dollars. It could be better. Uh, nothing. <laughs> I think I think you said it all. Robert, it's always a pleasure to have you, and uh, I welcome you back anytime you want to come to your Palisher place. I know that you have an important meeting you have to get to, so we're going to end right here with Robert. We're going to take a quick break. Palace Theater, your Palace, your place. Oh, I have a ray of sunshine who I love to have in studio because she's got great information and she's just a great person. It's Diane Plock, the queen of arts, as, as, as we say here. Thank you, Sherry. It's always a pleasure to be here. I'm yeah, spending you're... a lot of time with you lately, seeing you at the Phoenix and your show <laughs> last weekend and for your second act series. Congratulations on that. Thank that was... you. Thank you. That was just uh, such a, I'm just, that's a personal. Um, I don't know. I feel so good about what that is and what it's going to be. So thank you. Well, we enjoyed uh, attending that and seeing Tom Forrest. Uh, he was that was a, a great evening on Monday. Thank you to hear his story of his second career and hearing his band. That was great. Good. So um, spread the word. Come back for Martin Herman, the mystery writer, in October, and uh, and uh, talk to talk it up, Diane. I know you will. I know you do. <laughs> we are because you do that. That's what you do. So Diane is the administrator, um, which is such an unwieldy title. I think she's really the director of the Arts and Culture Collaborative Waterbury Region. Right. So you are in the midst of getting the word out about everybody right now. Talk about that a little bit because you just had. Your your beautiful brochure drop on right. Mon Sunday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, just oh. Wednesday. Okay. Yes, we um, we cover 16 towns in and around Waterbury. So we promote, connect, collaborate, and advocate for the arts. And we work with everyone from individual artists, visual artists, performing artists, up to large venues like, well, like the Palace Theater, <laughs> <laughs> the Mattituck Museum, Seven Angels Theater, and not, again, not just in Waterbury, but the surrounding communities, too. You have a big chunk of uh, geography that you encompass, and I don't think everybody um, recognizes it. And what 
that's that's quite a job, <laughs> quite a job to try to represent everybody from like the um, uh, uh, North and Thomaston down to the yep. valley. Yep, down we now cover down through the valley. Well, we always did cover Oxford, Beacon Falls, Naugatuck, but now we extend down into Seymour, Ansonia, and Derby. Wow, that's a big territory. It is, yeah. it is. But we are getting more members. We're getting more members, say, down in the Seymour area and that type of thing. Everything from individual artists to um, shops. There's a great shop in Seymour called Glass Source Studios and Gallery. They're a newer member and they have workshops and that's a they, great, they have great a little place. retail store there. Yeah, um, yeah so for those good. who are listening and you might not know this, there's a, a great vibe down there and there's uh, this little um, funky, uh, I don't know if it's a block exactly, it's probably more than blocks, that. A couple of blocks, yeah. But a couple of blocks and it's, it's just a very artsy, funky area and if if you like that um, and you're looking for those kind of eclectic places to explore, I would urge you to go down to Seymour and, and check that out. Does that area, that area have a name or not really? I don't think so. No, okay. But so, but it's, There's it's, antique shops. Yeah. There's this the tea shop. Yeah. 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 There, and it's got it's just a great gift shop. I remember um, it, it's really a cool place. Yeah. Yeah. But we are. We are trying to, um, you know, there are a lot of things going on in Waterbury of course we're the hub city in Waterbury so um, of course we're always highlighting things happening here but we try to highlight other things like Seymour like Southbury there's a great organization called Arts Escape um, that has a lot of classes and workshops and talks um, aimed at the older adult Um, so they have their niche and they're growing and they're they're taking up more and more real estate in our (laughs) In our brochure. But that's great because it means that people are hungry for opportunities to enrich their their life, their spirit, um, to, to try something new. Like I was talking to Robert Chinanti. You know, take a small bite of something and see something you haven't done before. Um, and see, like, and even if you decide this isn't for me, at least you've enriched yourself in a way to say, okay, I tried that, um, and and maybe you'll love something. And that's even the the better part, because when you discover something you've been, you know, not, uh, uh, have afforded yourself the opportunity previously, and discover a whole new world, that's exciting. It is. And the, the arts... Um afford that opportunity. Absolutely. Even um, Shakespearean's Productions, they're having some workshops in October in their studio where people can participate. I in. like that. I read I read the brochure and I said, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, so if you're, we, you know, sitting there and you thought, oh, I've always wanted to be on a stage, but no, I'm not. I can't take that giant step. Take a little step and check out yeah. those, those workshops that Shakespearean's is putting on with professional actors and inviting you to participate participate. I mean, you know, it's it's again, it's taking that little step and discovering maybe something that will become a passion. Right. And I I can't cover everybody's events, but you know, some of the our current brochure covers October, November, December. So the fall and holiday season. Um, we have a new member, the Glebe House in Woodbury, and oh, they have a great some, place. Yeah, they have some things coming up. 
We members like the Valley Chordsmen. Oh. Uh, you know, a, a great barbershop group that yep. gets together. They have um, their program, uh, their show in on uh, November 10th coming up. And of course, you get into December and you get all the holiday events, including. A nutcracker show anywhere you want to go for a nutcracker show. <laughs> yes, tis the season. Yes. But, um, so if anybody did not see the brochure in the Republican American, they can call our office. We'll get one sent out to you. It's an eight-page little publication now, um, and it's just it's filled with the events for the season. It's so. a great piece because, and and it's a great piece to have on hand to keep because it's a reference guide. Right. So oh, I'm. I want to do something with a group of my friends next week. What's going on? You can flip through the guide and find something. Right. And for those active on social media, we're um, posting more and more on Facebook. I want to send a shout out to my new um, part-time associate, um, our freelance person, Colleen Barry Conway, who's doing a fantastic job with getting the word out on social media for all our members' events and things happening with the ACC, grant opportunities, that type of thing. So we're getting more and more presence on Facebook. So follow us on Facebook. Check us out. Um, if you do have questions, you can Call our office, 203-757-0701, extension 316. We are located in the chamber, so you'll get the um, the chamber staff answering the phone. We love our connection with the chamber. Absolutely. They are a big um, support for us. Sure. And we... Oh, I, I'm, Go I'm going to cut you off because you have something and not cut you off because we're stopping, but cut you off because I want to get to something that I think is very important, especially right now during our um, active political season. Something new that um, the ACC is uh, heavily involved in, and that is advocacy. Right. Um, I am a member of the Connecticut Arts Alliance Board. It's a statewide board group that advocates for the arts and we have a program i'm on the steering committee for it's called create the vote connecticut which is a nonpartisan campaign to raise awareness and support for the arts both among voters and the political candidates but especially the gubernatorial candidates mm -hmm. we are working to get arts on the political agenda we want the candidates to talk about the importance of the arts how it's important to economic impact and to the quality of life here um, because the arts give back absolutely the investment in the arts gives back to Connecticut, gives back to the cities and towns. Um, so we want the, we are trying to educate the candidates on this so that they understand that whoever gets in office will understand that and pay attention and make the chunk of money that comes to the arts a little bigger, hopefully, mm -hmm. because that investment will come back to them. Yeah, it's and, and you know, I know that it's um, this is kind of a, a, a uphill battle, if you will, in some ways, because of, you know, the constraints of this budget that we're 
all working. You know, Connecticut is in a, has a problem. Let's let's be honest. And so to get people to give a voice to the arts so we can be heard, be on the agenda, know that um, the dollars invested are not dollars just thrown out and you know to be gone and never heard from again, but they actually seed other initiatives. Those tax dollars that come back because of people buying tickets or whatnot. Right. Right. Um, just the nonprofit sector of arts and culture in Connecticut is estimated at being a almost an $800 million industry in Connecticut. Um, wow, that's enormous. It is. And the money that comes back to both the state and the municipalities in those taxes um, and in jobs in the you know, in the industry, that sure. type of thing. There's there's all kinds of facts that we have Absolutely. about. I mean, think about it. You have people, impact. Just let's just talk about people who work in the arts industries in any capacity. They are taxpayers. They are purchasing things. They are helping other businesses thrive, just as consumers themselves, okay? Right. Not, not just as the entity they work for. Then you add that to the picture, and that's, the, I mean, that's certainly the bigger part of the picture, but I mean, so it's all intertwined, and we do need our our, our um, politicians, both local and, as you say, particularly now with the gubernatorial election upon us, just, what, six weeks away, something like that. Right. Um, we need them to understand that working together with arts, arts organizations is going to have a positive impact. And by adding some to that budget line item can help the overall budget and uh, help all of us in Connecticut. We right. we need we need people to stay stay the course. Yes. So we have the steering committee. So um, we have worked on meeting with Ned Lamont and with Bob Stefanowski's um, campaign to educate them and to get them to pay attention to the arts. And I just want to say, on another note, it is the twelfth anniversary of the Arts and Culture Collaborative. We were established in September of. 2006. Oh. So we're glad to be evolving and growing. And you and you're such a, a, a vital part of the um, the community. And Diane, I don't know how you have the energy to attend everything you do, but you're at everything. <laughs> so thank you. It's appreciated. Thank you. You're welcome. And now we have about two minutes to wrap up, and uh, we um, are just excited to have so many good things happening around us. And you know, in light of a lot of stuff that's going on and things you hear about, things happening in other parts of the country, and um, take a moment, you know, and do something this weekend that lifts your spirits. And that's that's one of the biggest things that the arts do. They lift us all up and help us all to um, be better people, to just have more vitality and life within us to to give out and um, I would encourage you if you're looking for something to do to do this weekend pick up a copy of the Arts and Culture Collaborative brochure go to the palacetherct.org's website or give us a call at 203-346-2000 and look around you there is so much that you can take in that is um, arts 
arts driven, if you will, and you can appreciate and find some joy. And I just find joy every time I get to sit behind this microphone and talk to you about all that we have to offer at the Palace Theater as well as the arts in general all over uh Waterbury region, Connecticut, and beyond. So with that, I'm going to thank you for being a listener today on your Palisher Place. I hope you'll stay tuned for the local news, which is coming up next. And then uh, Steve Knoxon with Talk of the Town. I'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your Palisher Place. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place.